Good evening, it's Friday. My name is Richard. This is over and over and over again. It is the Arsenal Women's Weekly. Um, coming up tonight, we are going to be looking back on last weekend's big match against Chelsea. Great game of football. Was that a missed opportunity for Arsenal to gain some points on Chelsea? We will talk about that. Uh, we've had a couple of new signings come in since our last show. Some exciting news on the transfer front, which is always good. So we will obviously discuss that as well. Um, and also there's a game on Sunday against Brighton, uh, away against Brighton. That's going to be a really difficult game, a really big game um, for Arsenal as we look to keep our title challenge going. So lots and lots of stuff to get through. It'll be all coming up the other side of this. In there of Beth Mead. Beth Mead's in behind, plays it across. Caitlin Ford's going to score, and she has scored. This fast start has been rewarded for us. So, good evening. It is the Arsenal Women's Weekly. And as you can see, there's a slightly different panel tonight. We've got a brand new um, panellist on, which is great. And also, we have got Matt, who's not quite on camera at the moment because he's walking home. But we will um, obviously um, see Matt as well a bit later on. First of all, Andreas, good to see you again. Are you OK? Yeah, not bad at all. Hello, everybody. Uh, looking forward to the show. I think we have a lot to discuss. It's been a great, great weekend. Good, 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 good um, match. And not only a great weekend for us, but also for WSL, for women's football, big attendance at the Emirates, and yeah, uh, interesting uh, new signings. Uh, some some players left us, and and we have a big match on on Sunday coming. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to the show. Yes, lots and lots of great stuff happening to, to talk about. And we have got a brand new guest on the show. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome on Adriana to the show. Just give an introduction to yourself. Uh, who are you, where you're from, and um, what's your interest in women's football? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Very happy to be here. Um, my name is Adriana. Um, I'm a sports journalist. I'm currently studying at St. Mary's University, doing my international uh, studying um, MA, International Sport Journalism. And I'm a very big uh, fan of women's football. I also played um, football for more than 10 years. Um, played for the U17 and second team of Bayern Munich and still playing a little bit uh, by the side uh, at the moment. And yeah, very happy to discuss the big game from last weekend. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I mean, so it's great to have you on, on the on the channel tonight. It's great to get um, a different perspective. Obviously, you know, you, you cover the game um, in your job and you've also played as well. So it's great to have, uh, have you on the show tonight. Looking forward to uh, discussing all the topics uh, with you. And of course, Matt as well. I know we can't see you, Matt. We know you're there somewhere <laughs> walking about in the distance. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm looking forward to our chats, as we usually do. Um, obviously, you can hear cars going by left, right and centre, so I'm going to try and mute as much as possible, but when you need me, I'll be there. Uh, looking forward to it, especially welcome to Andrea. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to what you've got to say, and it's always interesting to get other people's opinions, as uh, <laughs> Richard has already said. So I'm looking forward to tonight, and as always, the weekend doesn't start until we start the podcast. 
Actually, the weekend doesn't start until we finish the podcast, but but yeah, we we can't get the weekend going until we until we're done. So um, yeah, so it's great to have all you guys on board with us tonight. And I suppose the only place really that we can start is just sort of rewinding what uh, six days ago to what was and what is always uh, the biggest game in the WSL season. <laughs> I mean, certainly from an Arsenal perspective, the fact that Chelsea equalised so late on in the game, what, a minute off, so from the end of normal time, it did feel, and it still does looking back on it, as a missed opportunity for Arsenal to, you know, gain three points on Chelsea, which could well be so important in the title race. We know how tight it was last season. Um, And I felt overall Arsenal probably just shaded the game. We had certainly had the better chances to score score goals throughout. We missed two or three really big opportunities we got ourselves in front, couldn't get the second goal. And then fair play to Chelsea at the end. Emma made some positive substitutions and it made a difference. We maybe ran out of legs a little bit. I'm not sure why we didn't maybe make more changes to freshen things up. But anyway, um, Chelsea did get back into it. And I say that very, very late goal from Sam Kerr, which felt really frustrating at the time. I mean, Andreas, I know you was in the stadium, another really big crowd at the Emirates. Fantastic to see a really good atmosphere, it seemed. And it was a good Arsenal performance, wasn't it, against a very good Chelsea side? But we just couldn't quite get it over the line, could we, again? Yeah, it was uh, all in all, it was fantastic atmosphere and a uh, great match. And uh, it was totally different to the United match. Uh, mm. uh, we, we criticized uh, the team a lot for the, for the performance against United. It was totally different against Chelsea. We were uh, spot on from the first second. Uh, we were dominant and... Uh, we, we won a lot uh, of balls back in the midfield. Uh, I think our midfield did, did great against Chelsea. Uh, the first half was was good, uh, but the second half, I think we would have deserved to win. Uh, although, uh, you have to say, uh, the penalty was, in, in my opinion, a soft penalty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, 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 uh, when it happened and uh, the referee uh, uh, yeah, pointed to the uh, or showed the point. Uh, Amar was sitting near me, and he said, "Oh, was it offside?" I said, "No, it's a penalty." Oh no! Uh, so, uh, seeing it later on on uh, TV, uh, I, I have to say it was a foul, but it wasn't in the box. So, I think the foul, at least, it started outside the box. So, it was really a soft penalty for us, uh, but it was a deserved lead. And and Kim is is so cool from the point. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic done with all the pressure at this moment. Uh, we said this is uh, maybe one of the most important moments in the whole season. And she, mm. she scored very cool and was it was a deserved lead. And after this, we had two really big chances when when uh, Sajira Musovic uh, was really great. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, I have to say that uh, the the draw uh, is is just yeah. For us, it felt like two two points lost, and and for Chelsea, it's like like they uh, have had a late uh, win winning of the game, and it's uh, up to Emma Hayes and um, yeah, and her coaching. She risked a lot. She brought uh, four subs in, and this is what I have to criticize uh, Jonas. Uh, he brought only Katie McCabe in the 81st minute. For, mm. for many weeks for many months uh, we said uh, we don't have the chance to react from the bench there were no players on the bench. this time we had 
a, a full bench with with possibilities uh, to react in defense. He could have brought Noel, uh, Jen, Lotta in defense or strengthen the midfield with Pelova. Uh, yeah, Mana was still there uh, and cool. Uh, and for the offense line, Katie and uh, he could have reacted and only bringing one sub in 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 a part of the game when when you saw Chelsea is is risking everything now. There would have been a chance for counterattacks for everything, but we were just trying to defend and yeah and and in the end the risk that Emma took yeah she was rewarded with a late goal and and it was it was a perfect cross and a perfect header. So I think it was it was not not to be defended in this situation. When the cross came in, I, I had the feeling, oh, this is it. And then Sam Kerr was there, and yeah, uh, a great match, but uh, lost two points in the end. And I think uh, it, it's yeah, it was bad bad management once again. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. We we did have, as you rightly said, we had a strong bench for the first time in a long while with the new signings um, that we had. Yes, we don't know how fit they were or how much training they had with the team, perhaps. But even so, surely they could have come on for 10, 15 minutes. Surely they must have been able to give that. They've been playing regular football. Um, so, yeah, I was really surprised at that. We looked tired, didn't we, towards the end? We looked like we had nothing left to give because we'd worked so hard to get in front. And, yeah, it, it did feel like we, we should have freshened it up. I mean, John, obviously, from your perspective, being a former player as well, I mean, what did you make of the game overall? And obviously, the result, do you think it was a fair result or maybe Chelsea were a little bit fortunate? I know they scored late, but did they deserve that overall, do you feel? I think in the end, they de deserved the draw because Arsenal didn't make more of their chances because they had a lot of chances to uh, yeah. score already in the first half. I, I believe they were a much better team in the first half from the start. They played a very high pressing, uh, not even letting Chelsea play their build up. Um, Chelsea didn't really get into the game until I think 10 minutes before halftime. And mm. Arsenal had their first big chance, I believe, in the 10th minute where they could have already scored. Um, and there, obviously, you can see that um, Beth Mead and Vivian Miedema are missing because the, um, Arsenal got in front of the goal, but ultimately the, the, sh the shot putting the ball um, at the back of the net, that was what was missing in the end. So I think, um, yeah, after after the the penalty after the goal they sat back a little bit and um maybe also didn't have the power anymore because of they did the pressing all the time and didn't have any more substitutes um so obviously chelsea came in with fresh players and um yeah they they were only going for the for the draw in the end and um yeah in the end it was semka with her individual class and also um, very great pass from uh, Sankovic there. Um, I think Emma Hay said in the press conference that what she thinks is the best quality about Sam Kerr is that she stays focused until the very end. I think that was what was um, yeah the important part in the end because the Arsenal defenders uh, seemed like they were already happy with the result and um, then lost sight of um, Sam Kerr in one uh, one action and that was the, the what was the decision in the end 
Yeah, I mean, she was kept quiet, wasn't she, Sam Kerr, for most of the game? She hardly got a look in and then suddenly, but that's what I suppose great strikers do, don't they? They get one chance at the end and they take it and it makes a massive difference and that's what happened. And yeah, I, I do think Arsenal did sit back at 1-0 um, and didn't really push on. And we had that one chance straight after the goal, didn't we? I think it was, was it Caitlin Ford had an effort, didn't she? She didn't quite get good connection on it. Um and again, it was another opportunity gone. But after that, we didn't really create too much, did we? In the last 20 minutes, we sat back, as you said, and we invited pressure onto us. And when you're playing a team with a quality that Chelsea have got, unfortunately, you're always open to a, a bit of quality as they showed and got the goal. And it was frustrating from an Arsenal perspective because we were in a great position. We put ourselves in a great position. I agree. We started the game really well. And in the first half, we, we were the better team. We had the better chances. And then we got the goal in the second half. And you thought, what a platform to go on and win the game and get three massive points. But yeah, I, we were too passive in that last 20 minutes and it cost us. Uh, and that's something that maybe, I don't know, I felt from watching the game that we were maybe a little bit too, um, almost scared a little bit as though that the the occasion got to us and we wasn't um, brave enough to take the game on to Chelsea and get the second goal and kill it off. And it's almost like, We've got one goal, that's going to be enough. Let's hope it's enough. And I don't know, I felt as though we, we just lacked that conviction of getting the second goal, which would have killed the game because there's no way Chelsea would have come back from 2 0 down at that stage. I just didn't feel it they would, um, which was a shame. I mean, obviously, Matt, you were there as well, wasn't you, on, on Sunday? It was a great game of football. Just unfortunately, yeah. we couldn't quite get over the line, could we? Again, against Chelsea, they, they don't know when they're beaten, do they? That's the thing. Yeah, I think this is the one thing I always go back on about Chelsea is that no matter what, they always end up getting, I know, I know it sounds a bit petty, but they always end up getting the lucky goal. It's a Pernil Harder or um, a Frank Kirby or in this case it was a the um, Australian uh, Asanogo who ends up scoring this time. But uh, if I'm honest... Um, I looked throughout the game, I, I've just been there, that atmosphere was way better than it was against United. United, it was dead quiet, but this time the atmosphere was was a lot better. People were trying to start chants, people were trying to carry it on. Uh, me and Melissa were right by the by Emma Hayes' bench, so um, it was quite funny actually. Uh, a couple of times she went... I hope you give her some stick. We did, we did. We, we told her to get back in a box and Champions of Europe, you'll never be that. We were, we were singing all the classics. Um, but honestly, look, looking at the game, from minute one, to um, we were looking to score. And what I loved about it was that the, t the typical get chance that we have in the first 10 minutes through ball on the right hand side Beth Mead would have come and collect that should shoot and should score that's one new arsenal this time on the end of it it was Stina Stina goes to shoot and she shot straight at the keeper which again kind of annoyed me because there was a couple of chances that it wasn't just Stina it was Frida the chances that they had they were just putting it straight at the goalkeeper and then yeah. Chelsea just looked like, right, OK, we'll just sit outside the box and, uh, and all you're going to have is long ranges. And we just didn't take advantage in the first half, which was a real shame because that would have made the difference in the end. Then comes yeah. the 
Um, going to the, towards the 60th minute, Chelsea make their subs, Ran Kirby comes on, bit of a different game, but we get the penalty, we score the penalty, um, I was hoping we would get a second, and what, uh, the problem was that was that Katie was, so, oh actually before I go on to the second half, um, that presentation was part of the supporters club's presentation for um, Jordan and Vic because I don't know if you knew they were in the crowd or not, but yes. that was yes, they were, yeah, yeah. That was uh, great to be part of, just to let them be honorary members. But I think they were both hoping for Arsenal wins. Unfortunately, they didn't get it. But yeah, from the 60th minute, we just didn't look the same, and no. it was a real shame to be honest. I was hoping that we were going to press on, go forwards. Katie was actually meant to come on around the 70th. 70, 75th minute, something like that. Um, yeah. The problem was, was that the ball, the ball, ball gone play, The ball went out of play for a throw-in, and we only just wanted to make the sub, and then we went. But they threw, turned around, and said no. So I, I'm a bit confused about why they didn't allow the sub to go on for a throw, considering it was a, the ball's out of play, but they, mm. and. One of the other things that really annoyed me is that, again, a throw-in went out and we were about to bring on Plover, who I would imagine gone on for, off for either Stina or um, or Frida. Uh, so yeah. either Kate, Caitlin would have gone for, further forward, Alina would have gone left wing, and then you'd have uh, Plover on the right-hand side and... It just didn't work. It just, and as soon as they scored, he just turned around to, to her and just said, no, you, you stay as it is, which I thought was a real demoralising. You could have just turned around and said, right, OK, we're still making that change. It's all or nothing now. So, again, I'm, I'm a bit annoyed about the way we, that result's been, but it's something that we've got to learn from. And hopefully this weekend, because we're going to be um, at Brighton, it'll be a chance for them, all three of them, to have their Arsenal WSL um, first appearance for Arsenal, which will be huge. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean, we were looking forward to seeing them play on, on Sunday, but it didn't, didn't quite happen. Um, we've actually got... Amar with us. How are you doing, Amar? Good yeah, to see you. Right, mate. Not too bad, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad at all. We know you've had a, you know, we've had, you've had a difficult day um, today, yeah. so good to see you here tonight. I uh, hope you're, yeah. hope you're okay. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've just been talking about the Chelsea game, yeah. um, a great game of football. I know, obviously, you watched it with Andreas um, yeah, at the Emirates, which, which was yeah. great. Um, I mean, do you look on it as two points dropped? I mean, it's it's never a bad result a draw against Chelsea because they're such a good side. But overall, over that game, we should have won, shouldn't we? There's no question we should have won. The stats tell you all you need to know. They only had two shots on target and they scored with their second one. And other than that, Manu barely had any yeah. chance to make the whole game. He had enough chances to kill that game off, even when it was one nil. Yeah, okay, I agree. When you look back at it again, it wasn't. A, it probably wasn't a penalty. And then again, the call for VAR is completely obvious. So they've talked about using. I'll be, I'll be brief on this point. But they talked about using it in a small capacity uh, in um, with uh, I don't know, the former referee who's now married to Harry, Howard Webb, Viviana Steinhouse Webb. Yeah, she's been mm. saying they'll be using it in some capacity. But who knows when? Because these bad decisions are happening every week. If you think about it, when it happened when getting Chelsea played Reading just before Christmas, 
it's happened it happened last week maybe possibly with yeah. a penalty but who knows when that's going to be is at the end of the day it's down to the authorities it could be argued that that we've lost the title on there because of a terrible decision last season but we won't think about that but overall there's no yeah. there's no question we should have won the game if you think about it, yeah, Nina probably should have gone with her foot. Maybe when she crossed her other and tried to head it, Steph Catley at the bar, and, and also in the first half was it Lena had a, when she tried to go for the side net. She just yeah. tweeted to Caitlin Ford. She had a tap in. Yeah, the tap in. So yeah, we had, there's no question we had enough chances, and we should have been a bit bolder more on the substitutions. Maybe in um, so sub, maybe you know, had to put in another defensive midfield or would like to see one of the um, new signings make their debuts but um when 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 you dominate a game like we have a don't it, it did feel like a defeat i must say and that, if you think about it that's now five points we've dropped from winning positions this season whereas in the whole last season we didn't drop a single point from a winning position so it just goes to show you these margin the margins are so fine at this level you're right yeah i mean last season we didn't drop any points from winning positions and already as you said i mean the man united game we, we should have won that game or at least got something we lost yeah. this game we should have won and we've drawn yeah. and those two results against two teams that we're fighting with the title yes could prove to be really really important i mean they might end up they might end up being a really important point against chelsea when the season's done you never know but at yeah. this moment in time it does feel like a little bit of a wasted opportunity to have gained those three points as we did last season when we beat chelsea so yeah um frustrating but I think what we what we need to kind of um, say is what a great game of football it was and what yes. a great advert for the WSL yeah. and what a great advert for women's football. And it tends to be when Arsenal and Chelsea play each other, you do tend to get a fantastic game of football, don't you? Because it's two great teams um, that go head to head. And, um, you know, it's quite often a, a, a tight game as, as, it, as it proved to be. I mean, Adriana, I really wanted to talk to you about, obviously, the, um, the way women's football has progressed, certainly over the last two or three years in particular. I mean, it's been, it's been great to see, hasn't it? What do you think has been the main driving force behind the improvements in everything to do with women's football, from the, the way that the teams are set up and the way they're playing to the coverage it gets in the media? Everything's improved, hasn't it? So much, so quickly. Yeah, I guess the first thing I would think of is that it's just got a lot, lot more professional and uh, has been has got a lot more money into women's football, and obviously that led to better football games, actual football games. Um, so mm. that led to more um, people coming to to the games, and um, ultimately um, at the Euros, it was like the reached the. Uh, very high peak and after that there was almost like an you could feel an explosion in um, people who recognized that this was also a very good game of football it doesn't have to be men's football all the time and um, yeah. I mean now we can see with the um, big games at the Emirates um, I think it was about around 47,000 people um, right. I mean that's, yeah. that's amazing and um, um, I mean, the next goal is that like every every game can be played in a bigger stadium and reach a bigger bigger audience, and I think that's um, yeah, very good women's uh, football, very good progression. It is. I mean, it's been remarkable, really, when you look at where women's football was even two years ago um, in terms of the attendances at matches and just mm -hmm. the, the, the quality of the football overall. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, was it, when Arsenal, for example, could, could win 9-10-0. Um, Chelsea were winning 8-9-0 <laughs> quite often in the league because of the, the gap between the very top teams and the rest. Now, that gap's really closed and we've seen so many close games 
um, between all the teams. You know, even Chelsea, like when you mentioned the game against Reading, when Chelsea played Reading, you know, it was a, it was three two, and in the past Chelsea would have won that game probably five six nil. So it goes to show, doesn't it, how how much the um, the standards of the so called lesser teams, if you like, have have got have improved. And they're catching up, aren't they? Which is great. And look at Aston Villa, the, the players they've been buying. You know, they're going to be a real threat, aren't they? If they can get them playing as a team because they've got some fantastic players now as well. So um, it, it's all, it's fantastic. And what I like about, what I've liked about it as well is the fact that now, even people that maybe a year or two years ago didn't really take women's football that seriously. Now they're taking it seriously because they're seeing, as you rightly said there, Adriana, the, the professionalism that's, gone on now behind the scenes you know everything is now more professional obviously that the teams are professional which helps i suppose as well but everything is isn't it the way it, it's it's produced the way it's put across in the media and also on the pitch which is the main thing isn't it it's such a great product now the wsl in particular is a fantastic product to watch great football um, we're getting really competitive matches um and we've got once again looking like another really exciting title race you know we're at halfway through the season but it's already looking like it's going to go down to the final game again and that's fantastic for women's football isn't it so um yeah it's, it's been it's been fantastic it's been a great ride we've all in, been enjoying it certainly the last few years in particular so um it's great and let's hope it, it continues my only worry is and i don't know um, how you see it, Adrian, obviously being, I know you're not based in, in England, but what you, in terms of the, as it gets bigger, more crowds and maybe playing in bigger stadiums, are we going to lose that personal touch that we seem to have with women's football? You know, you feel like you're friends with the players, you feel like you know them, you feel like they're your, they're your family almost. And are we going to lose that if we start playing in the Emirates all the time? And if we're playing at the big stadiums with 40,000 fans, it's going to become, or I worry, it's going to become less personal. And that kind of would be a shame because that's what makes it so great, isn't it? Or it's one of the things that makes it so great. Yeah, I feel like that will happen sooner sooner or later because there's just, um, if many there are many more fans that you, it's more difficult for the players to interact with them individually. So I think... That will happen um, if uh, women's football continues to grow like this. Um, but at the same time, I think this like personal level could still be kept up with when the players um, keep speaking up about uh, issues that what is not um, really happening in the men's game. I think there's there's still a difference, and um, I think this aspect will be more imp uh, more interesting to see if that will change with. Um, yeah, more recognition for the players or if they will keep uh, speaking up um, about issues and um, yeah, use their platform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's certainly uh, since the Euros, you, you notice that the Lioness players in particular have been really vocal, haven't they, about the issues that are so important to women's football. That's great to see. And hopefully that will help um, help it grow and it will help keep promoting it in a positive way, which is so important because um, that's been missing hasn't it until recent years it hasn't been promoted in a positive way at all by anybody and now it is and it's great to see the change uh, and how much um how much the improvements are and we've got quite a few um comments are in actually already we'll have to, have to go back to a few we've been um slightly behind on some of them herman says there uh, hello richard adriano and andreas that was before um and Amar were in um terry as well says good evening richard andreas and welcome adriana indeed um and um, Terry says, uh, to be honest, I felt disappointed for the girls at Arsenal. Fans. Yeah, I think we were all frustrated, really, wasn't we? But it was a good performance overall. Um, Herman said, I've seen the entire match. And like Andreas said, it was a great match. All the girls gave 100%. Yeah, they did. 
Agel probably gave so much that at the end they had nothing left. They were on empty, wasn't they? And that's why we should have made more subs and freshened it up. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, Terry says, uh, Adriana, spot on, not taking our chances has been a problem this season. Yeah, we seem to struggle killing teams off. Yeah, we do. We're not taking enough chances. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And that's something we need to put right if we're going to maintain where we are. Um, Herman says, uh, Jonas um, could have strengthened the team from the bench for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, he, he should have done. We had players there, bring some on, freshen it up. Emma did and it paid off. They got the goal and uh, that's what changed that the goal, the game. Uh, Herman says, they're very glad to see uh, Kim on the pitch. I uh, love that play. Yeah, we've missed her, haven't we? It was great to see her. First game she started, actually, isn't it, since her injury? So, it was good to see her back. Um, Herman says, uh, uh, yeah, you have to be brave and attack. Yeah, I thought we needed to be braver. Yeah, we were a better team. We should have took that on um, and, and won the game. Uh, we've got uh, Magnificent Jafar in the chat. He says, um, big up to the panel. Hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, we're not doing too bad at all, my friend. Uh, he says, yeah, we missed so many chances with Viv and Beth. Uh, maybe it would have been a different scoreline. Yeah, I think we know... We, we won't know for definite, would we, if they had played or one of them had played, would we have won the game? We'll never know. But, yeah, I think we all feel that that may have been the difference in the end. You know, their best player or their top goal scorer was on the pitch, got an important goal. If our best player, our top goal scorer was on the pitch, we, they may well have got a goal as well and it may well have been enough. Um, we've got there... Um, Abu Bakari says there, um, we don't know how to manage these games. If it were Chelsea in the lead, we weren't getting back in the game. Yeah. They would have pressed the ball more after. Yeah, I, I, I actually agree with you there, 100%. I do feel as though um, Chelsea would have managed, or they do manage those situations better, don't they? And we, you know, last season against Chelsea, we were a 3-1 up. They scored, made it 3-2, and we were hanging and hanging on, weren't we, at the end? And we got away with that one. We wasn't quite able to this time. Um Terry says, uh, "Come on, Matt, start jogging." <laughs> well, he, he, he got, I think he might he might be young soon. That's probably no, breath, he's breath. I think he's getting himself um, sorted out. Herman says, uh, "Our Arsenal ladies have to practice scoring goals with fewer passes." A la Harland, well, we I'm need to take the chance. Come on, we need to. Yeah, we, right. we just we like early Harland, we, we just need to take our chances, don't we? We're creating chances. We just need to. We just need to take them, really. Um, Jafar says, uh, I always said, Richard, this season we've been very poor in set pieces. In United game, it was, yeah. And so many games we've been conceding through set pieces. I don't know who is in charge of, of them. Yeah, I mean, the goal against Chelsea wasn't a set piece. It was a cross into the box. A similar situation from a set piece. It wasn't a set piece. But, yeah, it was a set piece-like goal. And we've got to learn to defend them situations better. We have, there's no doubt. It's cost us three points against Man United, it's cost us two points against Chelsea. And, you know, those extra points, we'd be flying, wouldn't we? So, yeah, it's something we do need to improve. We definitely do need to improve, no doubt about that. Um, Herman says, if Beth and Viv would have been in this match, uh, we would have won. Yeah, well, we may have done, yeah, we no won't question. know for certain. No yeah, we, we hope, yeah we, we can hope that we would have done. Um, Jeffo says, yeah, we only made one substitution in time at the minute. Right. We have on the Some sort of don't understand how Jonas does with his... Yeah, we, we've mentioned that. I don't know why he didn't bring on more players. We, we cried yeah. out. We would have been crying out for a bigger squad, more quality on the bench. We had it on Sunday and we didn't use it. That was disappointing. Um, Herman says, a lot of sold, uh, a lot of tickets sold and I hope that they lay, uh, that the uh, ladies footballers will uh, play more in a big stage. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they will. We, we've had, what, six, seven games already at the Emirates this season. It's been brilliant. Let's hope there's a few more um, later on. And Herbert says, when the Arsenal men were not playing well, I was always happy to see our ladies. Yeah, I mean, you should see them anyway, regardless of how the men are doing. You know, we, we want to see the yeah. ladies anyway. That It doesn't matter. Uh, and Herbert says, I'm trying to find out whether Viv had her operation done. Yep, she had it done um, 
week or so ago now, maybe. Um, so she's in recovery, but she's going to be a long time. Let's be honest, she is going to be a long time. Yeah, it will be a long time. Uh, Terry says, I think if me and Viv were playing, um, we would um, have lost their both on crutches. <laughs> I see what you mean, yeah. If they'd been playing on their crutches, we would have lost, yeah, definitely, because we'd be playing with nine players. We have got Matt, but I don't know if he's actually back properly yet, or if he's if he's in his house yet, or if he's still um, sorting himself out. But anyway, he's he's back in. He dropped out just before. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, obviously a great game of football between two great sides, and unfortunately we couldn't quite get it over the line. But if you, I've always said, if you can't win a game, make sure you don't lose. So at least at least we got. A, oh, there's Matt. Look, he's here in person. <laughs> Great to see you. Um, you've managed to make it home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that um, it's important that you don't lose them sort of games. We wasn't able to hold on against Man U. We lost that game. And had we lost this one from the position that we were in, it would have been a total disaster. So, at least yeah. we got a point and we have to cling on to that. So, yeah, you know, brilliant. Let's celebrate the point that we got. Yes, frustrated that we didn't get three, but um, we're still in a great position in the league. Three points behind the game in hand. It's not a bad yeah. position to be in, is it? So, Let's look at the positives. And it was a good performance. We played well for 65, 70 minutes, didn't we? Um, against what is the best team in the country. They've been the best team for a number of years. So let's take the positives out of it and, you know, move forward. And hopefully we can gain some confidence from how well we played. Because it was, as, as Andrea said before, it, it was a totally different performance to Manchester United, wasn't it? When really we completely, um, I don't know what happened on that game. We were just really, really poor. Um I don't know if Matt keeps dropping out and dropping in again. No, he's, he's back. I've gone from my phone to my computer, so now I'm on my computer, so we're all good. Oh, yeah, right, okay. okay. That's, that's not, not a problem at all. Um, Herman says there he's hiding from the FBI. Yeah, maybe he is, but he's <laughs> not hiding very well, is he? Because we found him. So there you go. We, we managed to find him. And Terry says, uh, hooray, uh, Matt is back in the game. Yeah, he's back He's back home now, which is which is great to see. Um, obviously, apart from the Chelsea game in the last week or so, we have had some exciting transfer news. I mean, I know one player joined, I think, on the night of our last show. So we haven't had a chance to talk about it. And obviously, we've made another signing as well in the last week. Of course, that is a new goalkeeper, uh, which we did sort of mention, didn't we, on the show last time, because there were rumours that she was going to be joining us. Um, and we were sort of mentioning, I know, I know you was mentioning, Andreas, wasn't you, about, you know, obviously, Manu Zinsberger being at the end of her contract and the possibility of her going back to Germany. Do you think that is the reason why we've made this new signing now? Yeah, I'm sure that's the reason. And, um, yeah, the first, first point might be uh, to, to put a little pressure on Manuel uh, because she was uh, the definite number one all the time. But, mm. uh, yeah, uh, I criticized her uh, sometimes because uh, she has her weaknesses, and this is uh, crosses, set pieces, uh, corners, uh, all those balls uh, in the six yards box. Uh, very often, she her decision making is not the best in in these situations, and this this yes. costs us in in the big games. And um, maybe uh, this competition will be good for her. And uh, she has not yet decided. Uh, I read that she said uh, her contract is running out in summer, but she has the option for one more year. Um, she will decide with her fiance uh, and uh, with her family. Um, yeah, so let's see. Sabrina D'Angelo is not coming to the Arsenal to, to warm the bench. No. She wants to compete no. and, and she, she uh, is looking for a place uh, for the Canadian uh, World Cup team. And uh, she has no chance uh, to get a place in the, in 
uh, in the Canadian team uh, if she's only sitting on the bench. So she will try uh, her utmost in, in training to prove that, that she deserves a chance. And uh, I could imagine that she'll get a chance uh, against Villa or, or Leeds in the FA Cup. And then uh, Jonas will see uh, how good she is, uh, how, how she fits with, uh, in with the defense. Uh, yeah, you have to say, uh, Emma Hayes did a few brave decisions for the match. And uh, uh, yes, if you see, uh, she put uh, Sejira Muzovic uh, in, in goal. Mm -hmm. Such a big match. And everybody said, uh, why, why is uh, and Catherine Berger not playing? But uh, uh, I remember that in December, uh, Berger had two weaker matches in, in which uh, uh, she conceded two goals uh, due to mistakes she made. Uh, yeah. made. And uh, yeah. I think, I think uh, Emma is, is in such situations. She's she's looking very sharp and training on, on the matches. And she said, OK, uh, when I bring Musovic, she's always uh, did a good job. And for me, she was the player of the match. We had a lot of chances, yeah. and, and uh, she was always on top. Uh, she made no mistake, uh, and uh, for for so less game time she had, it was a really great performance. And maybe this is something we need to do: a competition between the goalkeepers. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sabrina D'Angelo is is uh, not a number two goalkeeper. It's uh, at least it's well, number one A and one B, but. Uh, uh, the next weeks uh, will show whether she she can be number one, and and then uh, this will influence Manu Zinsberger's decision. What she will do? Yeah, I think it may do. Yeah, I mean, what do you, where do you think it leaves um, um, Kaylin Marquis then? Because obviously she's uh, been our number two goalkeeper, and now we've got three goalkeepers. It's like you're not going to use three goalkeepers, are you? Where do you think it leaves her? Do you think she might go out on loan, or what do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, difficult to say. She was. Uh, Sabrina D'Angelo signed uh, during the week and was uh, already in the squad and uh, Kaylin yeah. was in the squad. So, yeah, maybe she'll go out on loan or or they will have a competition with three. Uh, we'll see. We have an, another goalkeeper with Brent Stenson on loan. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, there will have been difficult decisions in summer, but mm -hmm. just for now, I think it's between Manu and, and Sabs D'Angelo and Kaylin will be number three only if she stays. Yeah, it's funny. We we got hundred goalkeepers, and we've only got one sort of out and out striker now, which just seems a bit <laughs> imbalanced in the squad, doesn't it? But anyway, um, you can't have too many great players. I always I always look on it really. I mean, Adriana, what do you know about um, about Sabrina D'Angelo? Then obviously we, we know she she's a good goalkeeper potentially. Do you think it's a good signing for Arsenal? I haven't heard much about her yet, but um, I think it's always good to um, keep the pressure on the um, on the first goalkeeper um, um, yeah. and maybe. Improving her performance, as Andrea said, um, she lacks a little bit of confidence in the box for the high balls and um, especially for set pieces. And that's also how Arsenal conceded uh, many of their goals. Um, so um, maybe um, D'Angelo has has a very good um, um, presence there. You, uh, I don't know, but. Um, Obviously, they could um, keep up the pressure for Sinsberger and um, Bull in the long term. Um, probably, um, yeah, also be the option, to, uh, the number one option if she if Sinsberger leaves next season. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, you're right. I mean, it, it puts pressure on, on the number one goalkeeper, and that's never going to be a bad thing. 
overall, it's just, you know, as, as, Andre, as Andrea said as well, she's not come to be number two, actually, especially with the World Cup coming up. So it's going to be really interesting now over the next few weeks, isn't it? She's going to get opportunities in the Cup games, as we mentioned, I'm sure. Um, and she's got an opportunity to make her claim for, for number one place because, you know, I mean, I, I don't think um, Manu Zinsberg is doing anything wrong, particularly, yes, she can be weak on crosses sometimes, um, and that's something that she maybe can improve on, and maybe Sabrina is a lot better in those. I don't, I haven't seen enough of her play, if I'm honest, but maybe she's stronger in that area, and that's maybe why she's been brought in, we'll have to see. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, Manu's been a great goalkeeper for us, I think, over the last two or three seasons in particular. I think she's been really strong, solid. Um, but yeah, maybe it's time for an upgrade and maybe that's that's what we've done and we'll see how that works out. I mean, Emma, what do you, do you know much about Sabrina? Have you seen her play much? And if so, what do you think she's going to bring that Manu can't bring, if you see what I mean, to the team? I can't say I've seen too much of her play, so, but uh, she speaks well from her interview and uh, she, she could maybe bring a bit more solidity to that back line and maybe a bit more better organisation defensively. Um, that's not to say that Manu doesn't, but yeah, she has no big games to, yeah, she has become reliable, but maybe she can offer a bit more solidity to the back line for sure. And uh, I wish her all the best. And that's it really. I really don't know that much about it, if I'm being honest, but if she wants to get into the World Cup squad, then playing for a top WSL club like us can certainly help her go a long way to achieving that. So hopefully, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> so she'll get, maybe, who knows, even next week, you know, that's why to give her hand her debut in the Conti Cup or in the FA Cup against well, against Aston Villa or Leeds. It remains to be seen, but um, no, good luck to her and uh, hopefully she can do well with us. Yeah, that's what we want. You know, all new players. It's exciting when you see a new player come into the club. You want to see what they can bring. And, you know, just because it's a goalkeeper doesn't mean it's any less exciting because it's a new yeah. player. We want to see what she can do. We don't know that much about it. I mean, Matt, have you seen her play that much? Have you sort of followed her all that much? Or is it going to be kind of a new experience in a way for you as well to see her play? Yes and no. As I've been told that she was in the um, the Olympic squad for Canada um in tokyo and oh andreas has gone <laughs> oh where's andreas gone he just he, he pops in and then he pops out again let's put him back in his spot in his spot where he goes there we go <laughs> so, um and similar to andrea as she as she was talking about she comes from crosses and things like that that's things that i've heard as well and yeah i think if i'm honest it does look like kaylin's She's got that inconsistency where she's not really in the US squad, so she's not going to be qualified. She's not going to be battling out to be the number one, number two, number three, whereas uh, D'Angelo will be. So yeah. the important thing for me would be that she's going to be, she's in the contest in contention for that number one shirt. There's a chance that she could get it because a lot of the Canadian goalkeepers are retiring or they're, they're, they will retire after this World Cup. So it's a chance for her to get an open chance. Um, but I, th I think, if I'm honest, if we were to put numbers on it or anything, I think we'll see her definitely against Aston Villa. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, it'd be good to see it, won't it? To see what 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 she can do because that's going to be a difficult game against a, a very very good side as we've seen our, our what players they, they've bought. So um, it'd be interesting to see. But of course, it hasn't just been players coming into the club in the last week or so. There's been obviously a couple of big. I know last time we did speak about Jordan leaving because she had left that week of the last show. But obviously, Manuela Bocci's gone on loan. Not very far away, just up the road to to Tottenham <laughs> on loan through the end of the season. Which, to be honest with you, I'm not I'm not surprised. She's not been getting any game time really. Terry says there, uh, gutted manner went to Spurs. Yeah. Um, anyone else, I wouldn't have minded. So anywhere else, I wouldn't have minded. So yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I just think from her career perspective, with the World Cup coming up as well, she needs to be playing football. And she was never ever going to get enough game time at Arsenal for whatever reason. We don't really know for certain, but she just wasn't getting minutes. You could see, I noticed it after the game against Chelsea where the team did their huddle and the camera kind of zoomed in on Leah Williamson because she was talking at the time. And she happened to be, Manu Ribocci was standing right next to her and you could tell by the look on her face, she wasn't happy. And I wasn't surprised when the next day the news came through that she'd left or the day after whatever it was. So, um, I mean, Andreas, why do you think it didn't quite work out for Manu, for Manu at Arsenal? Because we know she's a quality player. Was it the tactics didn't quite suit her or do you think there's some other issues going on? Because we never got to see the best of her really, did we? Uh, what I said uh, a few weeks ago, as she was not Jonas signing, uh, that that's the main problem. Uh, Arsenal signed her um, a few weeks before Jonas came in, and uh, yeah. I think he has other um, uh, expectations on his players. Uh, um, Mana had a good start uh, at the Arsenal. Uh, when you remember uh, the matches for the Champions League qualification uh, last season, yeah. She was very good. She scored a wonderful goal, and uh, in uh, was it the FA Cup against Tottenham or where, where she scored oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. an important uh, goal? Uh, she had a good start, and and she's she's a player uh, with yeah uh, creativity and and ideas. What what we are lacking in in our midfield sometimes. So um, I I didn't understand why she didn't get any chance from Jonas, but. Um, Maybe she didn't fit in his his tactic plans or in his expectations on on midfielders. So uh, I think, uh, to be honest, uh, she she wouldn't have had a chance um, to get minutes or or play regularly. And so it no. was totally understandable from her point of view that she wanted uh, to go out. Uh, yeah, but but going to Tottenham, uh, well, <laughs> this wasn't the best idea. <laughs> Um, and you see the rivalry between Arsenal and Spurs. So I would have preferred uh, if she goes to West Ham, if she wants to stay in London. But, well, for her personally, I say good luck, Mana. Uh, not for Tottenham, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I would be happy for her if she makes it uh, to the Japanese squad for the World Cup. She deserves this. She's 29 and, and she's such such a uh, technical, wonderful player. It would be great to see her in the World Cup next uh, uh, this year. <laughs> This year, is this year now? Yeah, no, you, you're right. I mean, you know, um, she is a great player, and it'll be great if, to, to see her at the World Cup. And I'm sure that's behind the, the move, isn't it? So she can get minutes on the pitch because that's what she's been lacking. You know, she's hardly played for uh, 
uh, well, I mean, pretty much a year, really. She's hardly played, has she? She's been in and out on the bench, not coming on. Um, and it's yeah, it's a shame it didn't quite work out at Arsenal. And I'm pretty sure that at the end of the season, when the loan's finished, she will leave Arsenal permanently, whoever that is, whether it's to Tottenham or whether it's somewhere else. Um, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. But I do feel that we've maybe seen her last game for Arsenal. Uh, and she did score, didn't she? Her last appearance was that game in Zurich and she did score the last goal. So I yeah. suppose she scored on her, first, on her first game in that Champions League qualifier. And she scored in what will be our last game in the Champions League against Zurich as well. So nice bookends to her Arsenal career, perhaps. But shame it didn't work out because she's a you know she's a, she's a great she's a great person and a great player. And it's just a shame. I mean, Adriana, what, what did you make of Manuel Bocci's time at Arsenal? Because it never happened for her, did it? Really, at the club, the time she's been there. Yeah, I mean, she as you, as you said, she didn't get a lot a lot of game time and. What you need to um, also build your confidence, and um, if you lack that, it's um, that's not good for your game. And um, I've actually seen her play when she when she played for Bayern Munich uh, back in the years. And um, yeah, I mean she's a, she's a great player, um, um, very good uh, with the ball. But um, yeah, in the end, she she needs the game time, especially for for the World Cup. And um, if that. If she didn't fit in with uh, with the um, tactical system, I mean, then there's there's not a possible way that she she can actually um, find a way back to the pitch for Arsenal. So I think it was a good good decision for her. Yeah, maybe it was a shame for her, from her perspective. Maybe she didn't move in the summer and she'd have maybe had a full season somewhere else, whether it was a Tottenham or somewhere, just to play the whole season. Because it was obvious she wasn't going to get much game time with us. With the players that we started, obviously we brought Lena Hertig in the summer, another kind of midfield player, a similar sort of position to her. And obviously since then we've now bought another couple as well, haven't we? So... Um, yeah, it is a shame it never quite worked out. I mean, Matt, I know you, you obviously you like uh, you like Manuel Bocci quite a lot, don't you? She's given <laughs> some good memories, but um, it's the best move for her, isn't it? Not necessarily to Spurs, but to move out of Arsenal has been the best move for her, isn't it? Yeah, and the problem I was, or I think I've been beating the drum all season about it, is that she, there was opportunities where she could have come into games. Uh, yeah. The times against Reading, we were one nil up. At the time, she could she could have come on. She could have made the game changer. Um, and it was just games like that where she could have come on. She could have made an influence, and she could have changed the game instead of it being a one nil game or or the I look at United. Maybe it could have been. It wouldn't have been three two. It could have been three two Arsenal. She could have ended up doing yeah. that sort. Of thing. But I have fond memories, Manor. Um, the first game I went to Aston Villa, she scored. She scored. Uh, she started them everything off with a flick on with the goal and then everything fell into place the game against psv um in the qualifiers that in the during that summer as well that she she knows how to score goals and she's not not afraid to uh, let one loose if needed to Um, one of i think one of the fantastic ones as well was the double nutmeg again against tottenham yeah we were losing that time and to just be able just to not only do that at the time, but when you're one nil down and still got a nutmeg, the uh, two players and score, it's just you don't see it often. Um, it wasn't just us, the pl- the fans liked her, they really liked her as a player and they knew what she was about. And the players yeah. loved her as well, which was also the main main thing as well. But it's just at the end of the day, if you're not part of Jonas's system, if you're not in, involved in it, or 
you don't fit it in whatever way because he wants you to do some something certain and he doesn't think you're or had it. I've actually seen a few people suggest that he doesn't like short people, which I think is a bit of a harsh decision thing, considering that. He likes you, mate. So he, that can't be the reason, because he likes you. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of photos with him. So, yeah, that is true. But man is shorter than me. She's uh, five years and I'm five years. <laughs> but I was going to say, if that's the case, it, it kind of makes sense with Jordan. But then you're kind of looking at Kim Little and thinking, she better not leave. She better not be leaving. So I just think it's just a, it was obviously that her time was coming to an end, and for her to go, I to be honest, it doesn't really bother me that she's gone to Tottenham because the history's not there as much as it is with the men. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, obviously, I'd be more glad if she went to Chelsea because Chelsea are our rivals more than Tottenham, aren't they? Yeah, I would have preferred her to go to someone like a West Ham or. I would imagine she would have done quite well in like a Leicester team, but I think if you look at it solely, Manuel Bucci will bring out the best in Beth England, and if uh, they happen to just get points against mm-hmm. Manchester United and Chelsea, uh, then it helps. Uh, to be honest, I imagine Chelsea, uh, Man City are going to be in that top three. I, I still think United will boss them at some point. They always do, um, and if. Man is part of it. I think if we can almost sort of almost say agent uh, manner, it'd be great, wouldn't it? If she, if she scores the winning goals against Man United and Chelsea, that'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Then she'd be welcome <laughs> back at the end of the season in our title party. She can join in, can't she? Come on the pitch and celebrate with the, with the trophy with us. Um, Herman says it seems similar to Nikita Paris. Yeah, it does seem similar to Nikita Paris in terms of it never really quite worked out at Arsenal for whatever reason. But, you know, two very good players, obviously. Um, Herman also says that my entire text was erased in this, uh, as he says, in the poll. Um, our text, I think you can only write a certain number of letters, characters in a in a message. That might be why I got deleted. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Emma, you'd be sad to see um, Manuel Bocci leave or temporarily leave at least till the end of the season. Or do you think it's the right, it's the right thing, isn't it? Let's be honest. No, it was the right thing. There was no with the midfield we've got now is as strong as it's ever been, even with Jordan leaving as well. You think that we can get I know it sounds stupid to say we get rid of arguably one of our greatest ever players and then that um Manago is who um during that time also showed not only because she's got the talent to um pro- to provide to not just only score goals, but she links up the play very well we just saw last season with her goals. But it just goes to show it's testament now to the, I suppose to the depth of the squad that they can let those players go. And if she ends up Scoring goals against our rivals, we'll, we'll thank her at the end of the season for it. So, no, I mean, I'm sad to see her go, but we wish her all the best, and hopefully she can help help us along the way, maybe and in, in get, get a few results. So let's see. They've got Chelsea yeah. Cup, haven't they? If I remember rightly, that's right. On Wednesday, yes, Conti Cup. Yeah. yeah. So Manor and Beth will both of you play against Chelsea. Oh, we could be intriguing. Yeah. It will be, that'll be interesting, won't it? To see what happens there. But uh but yeah, I mean it's a good move for her, I'm sure, and I'm sure she'll um I'm sure she'll have an impact at Tottenham that you know they've signed some good players. I'm sure that, that she's gonna settle in well there and, and do well. And I'm sure as as Andrea said right at the beginning, let's hope she's at the World Cup and we can enjoy her playing for Japan unless of course um they have to play England and we won't be so happy to see her play well then, but I'm sure uh, <laughs> we will be glad to see her. I mean, obviously the transfer window is still open. We've still got um, a, a couple of weeks still remaining. 
are we going to bring anyone more else in? I know there's been a few rumours of a striker, potentially. Um, Alessia Russo, we hear it. I don't know whether that's got any legs in it. It'll be nice, wouldn't it, to get her in the team. But I can't see Man United selling her to us at this point in the season. But we'll see. I mean, Andreas, are you expecting any, any other signings now? Or do you think we've done our business for January? I mean, it's been good signings that we've made, so it's been positive. But is there any, anyone else coming, do you think? I think uh, we'll make another signing, at least we are trying to do. Uh, but uh, on, on the other side, you must say, uh, why are we making all these quality signings if Jonas doesn't use them in the match? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, once again, this this uh, this must change, and I hope uh, he'll give Pelova uh, and uh, cool chances in, in the cup matches, Continental Cup and FA Cup. Mm. Uh, and I would say we need a, a striker. We need some someone, uh, yeah, someone uh, who who makes who makes out of the, the many chances we create uh, just make goals out of it and Stina is lacking mm. self-confidence she, yeah she's mm. in in these situations she's not yeah uh so uh it, of course it would be a dream uh, if we could sign Alessia Russo but uh, I can't see mm. her in in this winter transfer window um and the problem for United is uh, she has refused uh, to sign a new contract and, and she's a free agent in summer. So there will be a lot of offers for her. And uh, yeah, uh, I think she wears number 23 at United. So 23 is now free. <laughs> the Arsenal. <laughs> and I, well, maybe it's a sign. Maybe it's a sign. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yeah, well, but uh, number eight is also free now. So um, yeah. yeah. We are, I'm sure we are trying to sign uh, a striker like uh, Chloe Lacasse, Lacasse or someone like mm. her. And um, yeah, we, we would need a striker who scores a lot of goals first because we are missing Beth, we are missing Beth, and we have to get used to this situation. We can't say every week uh, if Beth and Beth would. Yes, that's right. That's right. Then, then uh, we, we scored a lot of more goals and we would have won this. We must get used to this, that they won't play in this season, at least this season. Uh, if, if both will be back for the new season, it's great, but uh, maybe they are out yeah. uh, for with. I, I could imagine that she's out for the whole year, maybe. So, uh, and, and we need someone who scores the goals and we have top quality players in midfield. We are creating a lot of chances. We're dangerous uh, from from the outside with, with Caitlin. Lena made a good match, but in the middle, yeah, we're missing the chances. So I hope I hope for for a striker to be signed. Yeah, let's see. I mean, obviously, uh, Russo would be. Uh, would be kind of a bonus in two ways because it gives us a striker and it takes one away from one of our rivals for the title. So it's kind of it's a win-win, isn't it, for us? But I'll be amazed if Man United sell her to Arsenal now. At least maybe in the summer, like you said, she's not going to sign a contract, so she's going to probably move somewhere. Um, Arsenal and Chelsea would probably be favourites because she can stay in England and they're the two top clubs. But yeah, it'd be lovely to get her, but I'm not sure um, what's going to happen. I mean. I, Adriana, what have you made of the transfer window? Because it's been quite busy this January, hasn't it, in the WSL? A lot of players moving. Um, some of the sort of smaller clubs, if you like, are making big moves, aren't they, in this transfer window? Yeah, I think the, the main factor is that the World Cup is this year that a lot of uh, players still want to get uh, their most game, game, um, game time they can. 
And mm. obviously, is, um, clubs like Aston Villa want to keep up with their bigger clubs. And um, but yeah, I think um, um, also Arsenal. I think they they have to do something. They have to. I I believe that they will um, sign a striker because it's just it's it's necessary for them. They yeah. don't have anyone that actually scores the goals like uh, the game against Chelsea. Um, you could clearly see that. And um, I believe Jonas Eideval also said um, today that he he still still wants to sign a striker. And yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's let's hope he can because I I agree. I think we do need. I mean, I like Stina, and I think she's been a good signing for us um, over this last year. She scored quite a few goals, but yeah, we need more options as well, don't we? Because you know we had the goals that Viv was scoring, we had the goals that Beth was scoring, and the goals Stina was scoring. Now all we've got is the goals that Stina's scoring, and it's not enough, is it? So we do need a striker. Let's hope that we've still got, say, a, a couple of weeks or so left, or just under. Um, and let's hope that Jonas can get the, the player that he wants. And I'm sure whoever it is will do well for us anyway. I mean, Matt, do you think we can get Russo? Or do you think that's just rumours and it will never really happen? It would be great though, wouldn't it? Uh, honestly, it's one of those things that you look at. Logically, the, the only way Manchester United make money is if she goes this window. Which means we would be yeah. the best team to do that because we need the we need her in um mm. or we need we need a striker they know we're kind of desperate at the moment and she'll probably look although it'll be probably double i'd imagine what beth england went for which was just over two and a half um thousand pounds so it would work i've got a problem imagine that's it would be it'll be um but it just logically it makes sense for Arsenal to make the move, but whether or not United will sell her or be willing yes. to save her, or maybe she's waiting for the end of the season. But to be honest, if I was back in a horse, I'd back United to actually finish fourth in a in a three horse race at the moment. With because uh, we know City do like a second uh, to uh, fly up fly out of the gate in the second half of the season, and United just crumble. And it happens time and time again. It's happened three three years in a row. It's going to happen a fourth time. And I think if she wants to win titles, she wants to be in Champions League at the moment for six months. Arsenal were her best bet. She's a great player. She knows what she's doing. She She's that player that would be able to finally get on the end of Steph Catley's brilliant free kick. Free kicks. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're missing is yeah. someone who's tall and not afraid to use her height. Whereas Stina, she's tall, but she's afraid to hop, to head the ball. Mm. I always go back to the Aston Villa. It was the first time I've only actually seen her go for a header on target, and it was saved by Hannah Hampton. Um, I don't know much about Lucas, so I don't know how much of an option that would be. And from what I've heard, it's a bit of a difficult deal. Obviously, Benfica yeah. have got Sporting, I believe it's next week, into in their Portuguese Cup. And then in the league as well. So I'd imagine if we are going for Laplace, it will be after we play, they play Sporting. Yeah. Uh, which might mean deadline day. Um, but I'd imagine that if it's not Laplace and it's not Russo, he would have someone else in, in mind. Mm -hmm. um, ideally, a total striker. But the other option is Geo can play up front. Yeah. Um, Good job. As well as on that right hand side. So 
it's mm. not like we're lacking it's just a case of where we're almost on into the unknown but Steena needs someone to be um tender she's not the only striker at the club otherwise it seems like well, a bit with the manu situation where she just strolls into the team she can have a bad game like the chelsea game she can hit it she can just hit it straight at the goalkeeper and she won't get subbed because there's no other striker on the bench yeah, I mean, that, that has been an issue, the fact that, you know, since Viv's injury, really. I mean, yeah, Caitlin Ford can play there, but then we may be lacking on that left-hand side. I don't know, but, yeah, we, we definitely need to buy a striker. I think we all know that. Yeah. And yeah. let's hope that, um, that yeah, if Jonas can't get the, the, the ones that he desperately wants now, that he can get somebody in. But we'll have to see. I mean, yeah, I mean, Lacasse and or Russo would be good. I mean, Lacasse's goal-scoring record is great, so... Um, she could potentially be a really, really good signing, but we'll have to see how it goes. But yeah, there's still time. Let's let's not panic just yet. We've we've no. made some good signings. It's been a good window, but we I think I agree. I think we need one more, and I do think we need a striker. And it is you know Jonas is on the lookout clearly. So let's hope. Yeah, Russo would be the dream. I mean, you've kind of sold the club pretty well there. Maybe you should become our agent, Matt, and then you could maybe get her to get her to join us because you, you certainly sold it very well. So if she's listening, uh, you know, if, if you are listening to the show, um, Alicia Russo, you know, listen to Matt's little speech there and come and join I, Arsenal because I could have come and Real Madrid and Bayern as well. But I, I think I would have been a bit harsh on Bayern. But I think. There are other teams as well that will be interested. Bayern will be definitely one of them. Madrid, more likely. I don't think Barcelona will... They might be interested, but I don't think she'll go to somewhere like Barcelona. There's too much. She'll be sitting on the bench. I don't think she'll want something like that. I, 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 think she's, I think she's going to stay in England, definitely. So, you know, and she's from London originally. So, you know, maybe London's a place for her. You know, as the song says, when the team comes out, London calling. Maybe London's calling... Alicia Russo back to London and she's going to join Arsenal in the next couple of weeks, which would be great. Uh, I mean, Amar, it's been a good transfer window so far for Arsenal, yeah. let's be honest. We've made some good positive signings, but can we get this last one over the line and who will it be? Will it be Russo? Come on, you got to sell it as I mean, well as matters. We, we're looking forward to it. You know, as much as I would love to see her play for Arsenal, I know she's been in good Chelsea as well, but would she really want to move when she spoke in a while in that interview last week saying that they're playing as well as ever. It's all down to the, uh, the camaraderie between the players. And I don't know, I really don't see her leaving this window, maybe in the summer. But uh, let's see what happens. Um, it would be great to see a comeback. Is there a, a title rival midway through a Premier League to, to midway through the WSL season? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't see it happening. But uh, as Matt was saying, Le Castillo, the Le Castillo is complicated. I don't know if you get with that one over the line remains to be seen. But otherwise, I don't know where we'll look to. Yeah, or to, to try and find another genuinely world-class strike again and stick the back, stick the ball in the back of the net in the, uh, on a regular basis. So I mean, it remains to be seen. There's still another week and a half left. So uh, hopefully, hopefully his signings have been pretty good. The one that he's made so far since he came to the club. So hopefully we can he can find someone, someone maybe we haven't spoken of yet. So I mean, let's wait and see what happens. Yeah, I just hope so. I mean, you know, we. I'm so desperate for somebody, I suppose it'd be great if we can get it over the line. Um, we will have to see. Terry says there, uh, Russo was spotted with Leah Williamson delivering takeaways in a car on a TV advert. Really say what you want. Well, I saw them together playing in the same team in the summer. So, you know, they're clearly best mates. So there's no reason why she, she won't come to Arsenal, let's be honest, you know. Um, Herman says, uh, I watched um, Pelova playing for Ajax and she appeared to be a pretty good goal scorer. Yeah, she's got a few goals. I'm sure she can add goals to the team. She's not an out-and-out striker, though, is she? 
she? She's more like a Beth Mead kind of player, isn't she? She'll get goals from, from the right-hand side, yeah, rather than through the middle. But she's going to be a good player. I'm sure she is. I've, I've seen her a few times. She does look very good. Um, Herman also says, yeah, I'm also very impressed with uh, oh, Wayne Rittert. She's pretty brave. She's been brilliant. She was brilliant against Chelsea again, wasn't she? Every every game, she's brilliant. So, yeah, she's been a fantastic... See, really she signed brilliant. in January last year. Look how great she is now. So, you know, let's get the players in now and let's hope that um, it'll work that way. Herman says, um, have any of you seen the new signings practising? Uh, there's been pictures of them training, hasn't there? But um, how yeah. ready they are to play, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at this moment in time. Um, Terry says, yes, Richard, London's calling at the clan. <laughs> so you're ready, Play out the game, don't they? Every time the team comes out. So, um, but yeah, it was out. Uh, when was it out? Nineteen seventy nine or so, wasn't it? But yeah, great song. Um, Herman says, "Yeah, uh, perhaps uh, Adriana is capable of scoring a few goals." <laughs> <laughs> you sure, don't sign me. That would be good, wouldn't it? See, maybe, maybe that's why you see. Look, now, now Adriana's been on the show. Maybe Jonas is going to sign her next week. So that would be good. So we'll look out for that. And maybe she'll score the goals that wins us the uh, wins us the title. That would be great, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. So obviously there is, um, you know, that's kind of the transfer window still ongoing, and we're still hopeful of uh, another big name coming in, which would be great. Um, but before all of that, well, potentially before all of that, we've got another big game at the weekend against a team that we generally do well against, but have caused us one or two slight problems in the last. A couple of years. I, mean, I suppose it's, it's a strange sort of day to be speaking about Brighton when obviously the men's team have just signed um, a Brighton player, Leandro Trossard, today, which was a great yeah. signing. Um, and women are now playing Brighton. Whether those two incidents are linked, I'm not really sure. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We are playing Brighton on Sunday and it is like all the games it's a must win game isn't it and like many games it is a game that will be favourites um, to win obviously I mean we've won every single away game in the WSL this season so far and in fact we haven't lost away from home at all the only game we didn't win was Juventus in the Champions League when we drew so our, our record away from home has been really really good and we generally go to Brighton and win I think we've won every time we've played them away haven't we in the WSL so right. um Every, everything is in our favour in this game and we did play well against Chelsea. We need to take it into this game. And of course, it could be some team changes because we have got these new signings. I mean, Andreas, what are you anticipating ahead of this game? Because again, it's a game we should win, isn't it? Let's be honest. With, you know, the, where the, the positions of the teams in the league, Brighton are doing particularly well um, and we've got to go there and win. There's no other results good enough, is it? Yeah. Uh, the danger is that everybody says uh, we must win uh, uh, against Brighton. They are playing not the best season so far. They lost against Leicester last uh, last weekend, 3-0. Uh, but um, yeah, these, uh, especially these games are difficult and dangerous. Uh, you, you travel there, you're at the favorite, you say uh, it, it's only a question of, of when we score the first goal and then, then uh, of course, we'll win and uh, um, yeah, how many goals will we score there? Uh, for us, uh, it's always the bad reminder of the Birmingham uh, game last season. So yeah, yeah. every opponent serious, and uh, it, the game starts with nil-nil. So uh, of course, when we score the first goal, then things will will be easier. But uh, they have a new coach, um, Adriana, and mm. we know him very well, Jens Schroeder from from Bayern Munich. Uh, now this week they signed uh, Lydia Williams, former. Uh, yes. uh, mm. Australian international and 
um, there, there are things going on in, in Brighton and uh, you can't sign a new, a new manager and, and say from, from this day on uh, things, things are getting immediately better. They, they need time. Uh, yeah. I think Andreas has frozen. We, we've lost him just briefly there. Um, I mean, Adriano, obviously, I say you do know the Brighton manager from, from Bayern Munich. I mean, did you think it's going to be a good appointment for Brighton then overall going forward? Do you think he'll make big improvements there and they'll go on and, and do much better? Yeah, I definitely think he's a good choice. He's very, very capable, as he showed with Bayern Munich. Um, I think especially uh, to bring uh, more um, yeah, creativity to the uh, attacking attack game. Um, but yeah, as you said, he, he needs time. He didn't have a lot of time to, yeah, for, for his team to adapt to his play style. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it w um, could, be, could be a dangerous situation for, for Arsenal um, because they're pretty much at the bottom of the table. Um, at the at the very vulnerable space after the um, they lost three 0 to Leicester, but um, yeah, at the same time, it shouldn't I don't think the the victory will come easily for Arsenal. I don't think any game is an e is easy, is it? I know Brighton haven't had some good results, as we mentioned. I mean, I think they lost eight 0 to Tottenham, didn't they, earlier in the season? Yeah. So, um, but you know, I, I kind of agree what Andreas was saying that the first goal is so important in a game like this because then we can settle down and go on and win. I mean, I did want to talk to you, actually, Adriana, about the, the sort of title race. Obviously, I know you're more leaning towards Chelsea, which is fine. How do you see it playing out? Because, obviously, there's so little to choose between really the top four this season, isn't it? Because even Manchester City are only sort of three points sort of further off, aren't they? So it's very, very tight, isn't it? How do you see it playing out now between now and the end of the season? Is it going to be like last season, go right down to the end? Or do you think maybe Chelsea might pull away and win it a little bit more comfortably this season? Or maybe they won't win it at all? I mean, I hope it goes until the very last game because I think that's the that's the best as a fan. Um just uh, overall, because uh, and also for for um, all the spectators. Um, but um, I think if I have to guess right now, I think squad-wise, Chelsea Chelsea is the best at the moment. They only have one injury at the moment with Penelope Harder, yeah. and um, as you saw against so Arsenal, they still brought a lot of good players from the bench, and they have the very the steps in their squad. Um, if Arsenal had had uh, the two injured players uh, um, available at the moment, I would say it could be a close a closer run. But um, I think in the long term, Chelsea will make it. I, I don't want to kind of admit it, but I kind of almost feel the same because Chelsea are just Chelsea, aren't they? They very rarely... Um, make many mistakes when it comes to... I mean, look at last season. You know, they had to win their last, whatever it was, 10 games or whatever it was, they had to win because Arsenal kept winning and they did and they won every game and, and saw it over the line. And even in that last game against Manchester United when they were losing and you thought, oh, is this going to be the moment? And they came back and won. And they kind of do that, don't they? They've got that mentality, haven't they? And you saw it in the Arsenal game, you know, losing 1-0, a couple of minutes to go. They still believed they could get something from the game, threw everything forward and, and got the goal. So, yeah, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea do win it again. But I do feel as though Arsenal were stronger this season 
Um, and despite losing the, the players to injury that we have, you know, we've made some good signings. And I don't know, I think it's going to be it's going to be an interesting second half of the season, that's for sure, yeah. isn't it? And that's what we want to see. As you said, if it goes to the last game again, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? I mean, what uh, another great title race it would be. But I just hope we don't have to go through that heartbreak again of losing by one point or, yeah. or, or goal difference even. Who knows this year? Could be, could be even that, couldn't it? But... Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a great season. I'm sure it's going to be a great finish as well. Uh, but we have to beat Brighton first before we can think too much about titles or anything like that because it's a game we have to win. And, I mean, Matt, as Andreas mentioned, the Birmingham game, that, that, you know, I, I don't see too many similarities in where we are and where we were then. But who knows? They were struggling and we lost that game. We're not going to do it again, are we? No, we're not, are we? Come on. I think this time around, because it's the second game back, it's a bit different. They've gotten back into a rhythm now, um, which is the important thing. And on top of that, we've made the signings last time. Mm. It took them pretty much near the deadline day before eventually they were announced because of the uh, the restrictions and everything like that with the two weeks and everything. So most of that was the problem. But this time around, it's just forms and things like that they need signing and then that's it um but i th i think it will be a game where we're going to see arsenal get back to it if i had to put down the team that i think was going to start i think it's leah rafa uh will be laura and steph thank you <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I th I'd, it'll be the mid then we'll have in the field of Leah and uh, Kim and then Frieda in the mid uh, as the attacking midfielder uh, I think if I'm honest this is a last chance gamble with Steena put Steena up top see if she can actually score uh, this time around because there might be a chance that next time this time next week there might be a new striker in town which means who's on that left and who's on that right. Well, Lena was on the right. She can do very well, but she was drifting in and out, which was kind of the problem I had against Chelsea. In that second half, she was amazing with Laura. Um, and then on the left, you have Caitlin, as you usually do. It, so, But we need to get scoring. And usually, it would be nice to see Caitlin get on the score sheet. It would be nice to see Stina get on the score sheet. But... I don't think he's going to gamble on the new signings just yet. I think he's mm. going to, if he does gamble on them, it will be in the second half. Um, hopefully, this time around, he manages the time a little bit better because it's a bit bad. I one my one um, my new favourites, although everyone else seems to be going on about it, is Gio. When uh, Gio was at Everton, okay, she was carrying a hip injury. She was coming on in the last twenty minutes, twenty uh, fifteen minutes, and she was pressing for the ball, trying to win it back. That's how she won the ball in the Merseyside derby and Jess Park scored the, the third goal for it and Everton got the three points. That could be the difference at the end of the day and that's something that I think Jonas needs to take into consideration. But if things aren't planning out, I'd imagine that something will he'll bring someone on at half-time. It, it just can't afford to have sixes and sevens in this game. In this game. It needs to be eights and nines. Yeah, and if I had to put, uh, I think if I had to put where we are scoring wise, I don't know. I would like to say three 0 to be safe, um, especially if Lydia is in goal. I think we can sort of 
use that to our advantage a little bit because we know her very well. Um, but if it's is it Walsh and goal, maybe yeah, Walsh, yeah. Um, it, it, it might even be, still be 3 0. So, um, it's a, it's a difficult game to judge, but if I had to put something on it, it'll be 3 0. Well, Sweeney was last season, wasn't it? We beat them 3 0 away. Uh, Steena scored a couple of goals in that game, and Terry has said there, Steena, four goals this week. He goes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> She's super cool in WSL. She hasn't scored in the league for a while. Um, so, yeah, it'd be nice for her to get on the score sheet uh, again, like, like she did last season. Uh, Terry says, I watched some of the Brighton v Leicester game. Leicester were bad, but Brighton were absolutely rubbish. And that's being kind. Well, yeah, they. but things have changed. New manager, all this kind of stuff. Who knows what, what's going to happen at Brighton? It could be a totally different Brighton team. Um, Herman says that since... Um, Vivian signed for only one year with Arsenal because she wanted to win trophies. However, since that might not be the case due to her injury, you think she might stay? Yeah, mm. I think she'll stay because she won't want to finish her Arsenal career in that way, will she, with an injury? So I think she'll stay for another year. The Manuera Bocci thing's a little bit of a downer for her because they're so close, aren't they? Really good friends and she'll be a little bit upset about that, I'm sure. But, you know, her focus is getting fit. And I'm sure she'll stay at least one more season at Arsenal. And who knows, maybe if we win some trophies this season without our playing, it might give her more incentive to stay for longer, mightn't it? Who knows, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But um, obviously, she's a long way off being fit again, isn't she, at the moment? So, you know, she's got a lot of work to do uh, in the meantime. Um, I mean, Mark Brighton, what do you think? We're going we're gonna to win, aren't we, surely? Come on. Yeah, I mean, coming back off the win after the defeat against Leicester, and they've been on the side for it a while now, let's be honest. I mean, it's going to take a while for the manager, the new manager, as good as he might be, from what I've heard, to, um, get, to get his ideas through to the team. And the fact remains is that, I don't know if it's the only team in the WSL, but in four WSL meetings, Arsenal never conceded an away goal, a goal away to Brighton. So let's hope we yeah. can continue that way. And uh Hopefully, get another important three points. The pressure will be on because Chelsea, Chelsea will have played Liverpool, and I think they'll beat Liverpool quite well. Manchester United will have beat, played Reading by then. Even the Reading improving, they'll have probably beaten Reading by then. Of course, Man City, Aston Villa as well is going to be an intriguing game tomorrow as well. So there'll be a bit of pressure. Mm. I back the girls to um, get the result, and um, I think we'll win. If I have to make a prediction, I think we'll we'll win four 0 So hopefully, hopefully we can get the all important three points. I love a good 4-0 prediction. That's that's good. I mean, Andreas, actually, you kind of disappeared off the planet before we had a chance to get your <laughs> score prediction for Brighton. So what would be your score prediction for that one? I'm, I'm sorry, my, my Wi-Fi is uh, doing crazy today. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, statistics doesn't win any matches. So uh, if you say we, we never conceded a goal at, away at Brighton, this, this won't help on Sunday. So, um, <laughs> no. yeah. Um, of course, I, I see us winning, but uh, my prediction is 3-1. We, um, we are not as solid in defence. Uh, uh, we will uh, concede one, but uh, I hope that we'll be able to score at least three times. So, 3-1 fast. Well, that would be... To be honest with you, I'll say every week, 1-0 do me, a scrappy, scrappy win, three points is all that matters at the end of the day. Yes, it'll be nice to go there and win comfortably, play well, finally get a lot of goals and hopefully see some of the new signings make an impact as well, either from the start or from the bench. That's what we want to see. But we'll take a win. Any win will do. I, I think we'll win 
fairly comfortably. I mean, Terry's a little bit, uh, he's a little bit worried about Brighton. He's gone, uh, we're stuck in 12 nil. So there we go. I'm not quite sure it'll be 12 nil. Um, but I do think Arsenal will, I, I think maybe, I kind of like Amar's 4 nil actually. I kind of fancy a 4 nil. I think Steen is going to bang some goals in and I think we'll win comfortably and um, that'll be a great, uh, a great day um, again. I mean, Adriana, we didn't get your score prediction actually for Brighton against Arsenal. What do you think it might be? I also would think about the 3-0, because um, Arsenal has to work on the goal difference with Manchester United surpassing mm-hmm. them. So yeah. I think there will be the focus on scoring more goals after the first one comes. But I think it's important when this when they will score this first goal. If it happens very early, then I think it will be a very high result. Yeah, potentially, I think so, yeah. Uh, if we do get an early goal, I think we'll win maybe even more comfortably. But we've had this situation before where, you know, we've got uh, a couple of goals ahead, three, three goals ahead, and then we've kind of sat back a little, haven't we, and not. But I agree, the goal difference could be important this season because, you know, there's so little to choose with points, isn't there, between all the top four. So, yeah, it'd be nice to go there and get a good win. Um, and hopefully we will. Obviously, Chelsea play Liverpool, don't they, as well on Sunday, uh, repeat of the first game of the season where Liverpool somehow managed to win that game from 1-0 down um, to two penalties. And obviously Chelsea want revenge. Do you think Chelsea will win that one in against Liverpool, Adriana? You think they should do, shouldn't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they, they want revenge and um, they're <laughs> the much much different uh, space now and with the, with their team. I think um, against Arsenal, they were maybe a little bit tired after the training camp, but... Um, yeah, I hope now they can uh, come back to their full potential and win against Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we all expect them to, but who knows? You know, we didn't expect Liverpool to beat them last time, did we? So maybe they can do us a favour again, we'll see. But I'm not <laughs> expecting it, to be honest. I think Chelsea will win. I'll be surprised if Chelsea don't win that by three or four goals either, actually, if I'm honest. I think it's just, you know, they're at mm. home. They, they, they'll, have, they'll still be hurt by that game at, at the beginning of the season and they definitely won't um, won't let that happen again, I'm sure. So, I, I think I think both teams are going to win this weekend. Obviously, Man United away at Reading, you think they're going to win as well. Man City have got the toughest game, haven't they? Aston Villa, as we said, you know, new signings look, might take them a few weeks to really gel as a team, though, might That's the only thing with Aston Villa, perhaps. But um, it's going to be an exciting weekend, actually, because there's some big games... Um, as well to, to look to look forward to. So it's going to be another really big weekend in the WSL. Herman says there, 4-1 for Arsenal would be acceptable. Well, of course it would. I mean, any win for Arsenal is acceptable, as far as I can see. Um, so Terry there said, uh, Adrian, to tell the truth and back. He, he wants you to go 12-0 as well to Arsenal. But I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's realistic, is it? Let's be honest. Um, but who knows? He, he's been right before, but we wasn't expecting it. You know, so who knows? Maybe he'll come up trumps for us this week. But yeah, I'll take any win. But I do think we should win pretty comfortably. Let's be honest. Uh, but Brighton with a new manager may well improve, mightn't they, over the next um, rest of the season? So we'll have to see um, how that goes. Of course, there is. Um, I'd almost forgotten the the Continental Cup game against Aston Villa is actually this week, isn't it? It's on Thursday before the next show. So we maybe need to give a prediction for the um, for the Continental Cup as well because there's some big games. Um, in that competition as well this week, isn't there? Which is going to be pretty exciting. We said on Wednesday, um, Tottenham against Chelsea is going to be interesting, isn't it? With Tottenham's new sidings. Um, 
and stuff like that. So, you know, like we said, Beth England and the Manu Robocci, uh, maybe not Chelsea out. We'll have to see how that goes. And obviously we are playing Aston Villa. So Jordan Nobbs coming back to Meadow Park. What a great night mm-hmm. that's going to be um, to see her back again so quickly after leaving. I mean, Andreas, what are you sort of thinking for the Aston Villa game then? I mean, we should win, but with the Continental Cup, are we that bothered really with what else we've got to play for? Do you think you might rotate the squad for that one? Uh, yeah, that, that could be the problem. Uh, how many rotations uh, to make? And, uh, because uh, in, in Continental Cup, uh, you only have to, to win uh, two times, then you are in the final. Um, yeah. Yeah, not not, uh, not waste away this chance of, of winning uh, a trophy. Uh, so, and, and uh, playing at home, uh, yeah. Uh, it will be difficult decision for Jonas. Uh, of course, he will want to bring uh, some of his new signings in this match. I'm, I'm sure he will rotate and maybe Pelova will get a chance to start. Yes. Uh, and um, probably Vio uh, will come in as a sub. Uh, and as we said, maybe uh, Sabrina D'Angelo will, will start. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he must find uh, <laughs> the, the right decisions. Uh, rotation, yes, but not too much. And, uh, and Villa, um, yeah, every match they do, uh, the, they will fit in better with, with the new players. I mean, they have Jordan Knobs now. They have uh, Lucy Stanford from uh, United. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Rachel Daly playing a great season, Ken Sadali, uh, and uh, if, if they are all uh, fit again, then they have uh, our um, Anna in defense, they have Anna Hampton in goal. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, don't underestimate Villa. I think they have mm-hmm. the gap to the top four, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a tricky match. Uh, yeah, of course, I hope that we will win and. Uh, We'll, we'll keep the chance for, for the Continental Cup. I already have my ticket for the Continental Cup final. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arsenal is not in, in the final. Hey, you uh, told me this last week. Yeah, you told me this. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where is the final this year? Where are they playing it? Uh, Selvers Park. Selvers yeah. Park, yeah. Are they? Yeah, it's in Crystal Palace. Yeah, Crystal Palace. The biggest attended uh, cup final. Just looking yeah. at the history and whereas last year's was on the saturday night if i remember rightly at wimbledon's old ground i think this is i mean sunday afternoon mm. yeah. yeah so is it oh i might have 5th of march something like that so if we go yeah. through that means that to the final we would be playing that sunday and the game against liverpool would be rearranged Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it would be, yeah, because of the final. I mean, to be honest, if, we, if we're in a final at Crystal Palace, I might go to that. I think I'll look to get a ticket as well, because that could be pretty pretty good. Um, especially if it turns out to be a London derby against Chelsea, maybe, in the final. That would be... Well, who knows? It might be Bristol City or Liverpool or West Ham. <laughs> well, it might be, yeah. But it seems unlikely, let's be honest, doesn't it? I mean, West Ham... There's a slight hope for West Ham, because they've got to play Liverpool, haven't they? So you imagine they're going to go through to their semi-final, and then who knows? But... But yeah, it'd be uh, it's going to be an interesting game, I'm sure, if if we can make it through. I know that would be great, <laughs> and this this would mean that uh, Spurs uh, win uh, at Chelsea on Wednesday. Uh, Imagine Arsenal Spurs in the final. That would be crazy, <laughs> wouldn't it? That would just be crazy, wouldn't it? In London, yeah, that would be in London. Yeah. <laughs> 
it would be good. But obviously, Adrian, I'm sure you're hoping that it's Chelsea that go through against Tottenham on on Wednesday. But at Chelsea, really, I know that you, obviously you guys lost the final to Man City last season. Uh, is it a trophy that you really want to win this year, or obviously other priorities, really, isn't there, with the Champions League and the WSL, obviously the yeah. FA Cup again? Yeah, I think the highest priority is definitely the Champions League. Emma Hayes still hasn't won that trophy, and um, Chelsea, Chelsea hasn't been like played uh, uh, made their way up to the final and, uh, a lot in the last uh, last years. So yeah. I think, yeah, that's their main goal. But of course, also the WSL. Um, I think the Conti Cup. I'm. I think it. Yeah, I mean they they will still. Um, have a good team, good starting lineup. But um, as I said earlier, they can also bring a, lo a lot of good players um, into the squad and it won't make much of a difference in quality. No, no, you're right. I mean, that's that's the issue, isn't it? But, you know, Tottenham have made some good signings. They're not going to be a pushover, I'm sure. Um, but it might take them time, as we said, with same with with sort of Aston Villa and Brighton to gel as a team with new players and new people coming in. It's sometimes difficult, isn't it, to begin with? But, um, yeah, let, let's um, let's see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I must be honest, I'm not overly... Well, I wasn't overly bothered about the Colony Cup until I, I, you, you just said the games at Crystal Palace because I quite fancy that. Because um, <laughs> my, my dad's from his family, that's where they were from, near there. Oh. So I kind of know the area pretty well. So it'd be nice to go to the, see a final there, actually. That'd be good. So, um, But... You know, we've got to get past Aston Villa and it won't be easy, will it, Matt? I mean, Aston Villa, uh, we, we know what great players they've got now. Um, but we did beat them quite comfortably in the league, didn't we, before before Christmas, which was a good performance. And obviously last season at Meadow Park, we scored seven against Villa, didn't we? So um, uh, you'd imagine that we'd be favourites. But it's a different Aston Villa team now, isn't it, than it was then? Yeah, but just to put it into perspective, it's a bit of a shame that none of us are going there apart from Amar because... Um, I that might be going, that's a good point. You might be going. Because uh, I was just going to say, usually uh, it ends up with an Arsenal win. I, obviously, I go most of my games are away at Villa Park, and we've won there yeah, twice. Katie's getting on the score sheet twice. That's uh, I think that's one thing that just kind of makes it even better is that this is the sort of game where Katie knows a goal's going to come. Doesn't matter when she knows it's going to come, no matter what. <laughs> so. Um, She'll be up for it, and I wouldn't be surprised if we if we do make a lot of changes to what compared to what we saw on against what we will see against Brighton. I would imagine that Katie would get minutes. I would imagine uh, Gio will get minutes. I imagine uh, Victoria will get minutes. I imagine as yeah. as it, it's Stephanie, isn't it? Stephanie, the goalkeeper. She'll. I imagine that's the. the Sabrina, sorry. Sabrina, yeah, like a teenage witch, Sabrina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's what I'm going in my head. But I, th I think this is the type of thing that Jonas would do, but that's the sort of changes he would make. Um, yeah. I would probably leave Katrina Cole just on the bench at the moment just because yeah. it's a good option. It's a safe option. Well, not a safe option, but it's you're, you're offering her the chance to get more experience. So if she can watch and then... She ends to say the 60th minute comes off for um, maybe some. Uh, I imagine maybe well not Leah, but maybe Kim. Maybe that would be some sort of change. But it's again, again, it depends on who, who of what the score is. If I remember rightly, Lucy Sandhorst cup tied. Jordan oh, will be interested. Will be. 
if she was playing for Man United. I don't know if she did play, but I'd imagine that she is. Uh, I don't yeah. want to, I will double uh, yeah, She might well have done in a group stage. Yeah, you're right. She probably did. So if, if she did, then she's cup-tied. So that makes things a little bit easier for us. Um, but then again, it's, it's going to be... I think whatever happens, it's going to come down to... Um, how is how the team can perform and get over the challenge of Villa, making sure that Rachel Daly, Kenza Daly, and Jordan Nobbs as well uh, can all be kept at bay. Although the goal last time came from Kirsty Hansen, that's the important yeah. thing. Just try and make sure that it they don't score because if they if they score, then they'll be in, they'll be wanting to go three four goals up, and uh, that would not. The one thing that kind of annoyed me last season was that we lost this, uh, this around this time one nil. We then went and focused on the Cup and Champions League, and then we were out of it by March. I would rather much lot much preferred that we won this game into a semi final, and then at the very least we can go right. Okay, we've gone one stage better. Um, for me personally, Jonas won't want a trophy. And what this one of the best ones you can possibly get because there's the least amount of games that you need to go through if you're in Champions League. So um, it's always a possibility. And if I might, if I had to put a prediction on it, I don't. The problem is I don't know about extra time penalties. I know it's extra time penalties for the final. I don't know if it goes into extra time penalties in the quarterfinal. I think it does. I think it does. If if it does, um, I think that yeah, would probably, yeah, probably yeah. where it is sort of solved in extra time. I would imagine that if it do, if it was, it would be like a two-one. Um, but again, I couldn't say for certain. It's it's, it's a cup tie-in. There's a bit of romance with a cup tie, isn't there? So um, you never know. But it it'll be a tough game. It'll be a lot different than it was in Villa Park. That's for sure. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, I think we are going to rotate the squad. I think we're going to play a, a slightly, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a weaker team, but making changes to the first team. And, you know, Aston Villa, as we said, have got some um, some great players. So it is going to be tough. And overall, I remember last season we lost to Man United at this stage. And, yeah, we was a little bit upset at the time. But overall, I wasn't particularly bothered because at the time we had bigger fish to fry, if you like. We wanted to go for final Champions League, as you said, the FA Cup and, and the league. And, we didn't win any of them. And yes, winning the Continental Cup is a trophy and it's better than not winning anything, isn't it? So if we can win it, why not try and win it? I say, let's go for it on Thursday. Let's try and get past Aston Villa and then in semi-final, who knows? Uh, we're certainly capable of beating anybody in this league, whoever we get. So, um, But yeah, it's, it's a tough one because the injuries that we've had, it's, you know, do we want to risk too many of our key players in this competition, I'm not sure we'll have to see. I mean, Emma, what, what are you thinking? Do you think there'll be a lot of changes or do you think maybe um, Jonas might try and win the competition? Because as Andreas said, there's only two games to the final. Yeah, I would imagine he'd make it. He wouldn't want to play his full-strength team as well. If you think that they've got leads only a few days after. So maybe he'll look to give the, um, the signings and a few of the players on the bench, even like some, maybe Michelle Adjaman or something like that, some game time as well. So... Yeah, he he was just what he he uh, I imagine he'll give some of the, those players um, some time as well. But it's important, I think, as we want to, as we've said before, it's been it'll be this it'll be four years since we last won some silverware. It'll be nice to see if yeah. we can go all the way in that. And we've got four chances, four competitions a season. 
So we just going to win the league. I didn't uh, win at least one. And uh, whilst Aston Villa are a good side, I respect what they've done there. Carla Ward has done a fantastic job, deserves the contract extension yeah. she got the other day. And they're a very ambitious club and they're going forward. I think we'll just be a little bit too strong for them. It won't be as one-sided as maybe as it was in the league game for Christmas. And uh, it might just take one individual moment of brilliance or, a, or maybe a mistake from uh, to decide it. So I think if I had to make a score prediction, I think we'll go 2-1 Arsenal. So, um, and I don't know where I'll be going yet. I'll see. I'd love to, uh, he's included as part of the membership. So... I'll try to make it long as if I can. Yeah, I, mean, I think it'll be a good game, actually. It'll be good to see Jordan again, won't it? I'm sure she'll play, yeah. so that'll yeah. be nice, won't it? And she'll get a good reception, I'm sure, from the fans. So that'll be nice, if nothing else. Whatever happens in the game, to see Jordan back at Meadow Park and to, uh, say, give her a, a nice reception is going to be worth it, isn't it? And hopefully we can go through, because I want us to win every game. I don't care what the competition is, but I guess there are priorities, isn't there? And this is probably fourth on our list of priorities this season, understandably so. But it's a game to win and we're at home and it's a team that we should beat. So let's hope we do and we go through to the semi-final because that could be interesting to see who we get. But uh, but yeah, I mean, in the overall scheme of things, I don't think if we, if we do go out on, on Thursday, if we lose, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it. Um, and it's just, you know, one of them things, isn't it? So, uh, but we'll see what happens. And of course, as you mentioned there, the FA Cup, of course, um, starts for us uh, the weekend, sort of next weekend, doesn't it? Week, week on, um, is that a game on Saturday? It is, isn't it? Have they, have they moved Sunday, it? Sunday, Sunday. It's on Sunday, is it? All oh, right, yeah, okay. Sunday afternoon against Leeds, yeah. They keep moving all the games. I lose track of when they are. No, they stick to of course, we're playing. Yeah, we're not going to play Thursday, Saturday, are we? Yeah, I suppose it has to be Sunday. Um, yeah, looking forward to that one as well, actually. But we'll talk about that next week, obviously, because we uh, will be back, obviously, on Friday again. We can do the Friday show, hopefully a bit more regular now, um, going through the rest of the season, because we've had a bit of a mixed bag this season, haven't we, with different nights we've had to do it in. And obviously, last yeah, week, right. Andreas was flying over to London, so we couldn't um, we couldn't come on the show and all that kind of stuff. But... Um, but anyway, it's been it's been a reasonably um, good week for Arsenal. I think you know the, the performance against Chelsea was good, even if the result wasn't quite what we wanted. And we've made positive moves again in the transfer market, which is always good. And we've got um, two um, good games to look forward to, haven't we? Two games where hopefully we can win uh, and move forward. And it's going to be um, it's certainly going to be an exciting run into the season now, isn't it? You know, everything's to play for. The title race looks really, really exciting as things stand. And I think it's going to potentially again go all the way to, to the last week of the season, which would be, uh, which would be incredible, wouldn't it? You know, and it's, it could be a good finish because the final day of the WSL season is also the last day of the Premier League as well, isn't it? So mm-hmm. it could be if if they obviously the last Premier League games on the Sunday, and then I'm sure the last WSL games are probably on a Sunday as well, unless they move them to the Saturday that weekend. But what a weekend that could be. The, the men win the Premier League and the women win the WSL. What a weekend. Just that'll be it then. You know, the, the, the weekend's done and the season's finished. And what, a, what a way to finish it would be. But a long yeah, way to go. Right, yeah. A long yeah. way to go yet yeah, before we get too excited about that. But I'm just thinking ahead, really. I'm thinking, right, I'm, I'm going to come down to London for that weekend. And even if I can't get to either of the games because they're all sold out, it doesn't matter. Just be there, be outside and enjoy it and, you know, celebrate with everybody else. But we'll see. Maybe we'll all be crying in May who knows yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but hopefully not. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Terry says there, yeah, 5-1. Come on, chap. Stop making that arse like and a whip. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think they're a better side than they were. Uh, Terry says there, yeah. uh, Matt being positive. Are you feeling okay or shall I call you a doctor? Well, you know, Matt's been more positive this season, hasn't he? You know, he's, he's predicted quite a lot of uh, victories and, you know, quite often he's been right. So there you go. We need to, you know, we need to celebrate a positive Matt because it's, it's working and long may it continue. You did say we were going to win on Thursday, didn't you? You said we were going to win 2-1, didn't you? Yeah, 2-1. 2-1. And, and, and Matt, you said 2-1 as well, didn't you? 2-1, that's right, yeah. Andreas, what do you reckon for Villa then? Do you think we'll, we'll win? Score prediction? I'll say the same as uh, uh, for the Brighton match. 3-1 for the Arsenal. 3-1 okay. will do. Adriana, what do you think then? Arsenal, Aston Villa in the Continental Cup. What score prediction? I think it will be close. I think 2-1. Two, two and what about uh, Chelsea against Tottenham in that competition? Um, good question. Um, I think 3-1 Chelsea. Ooh. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, I mean, why not? But I think, yeah, I think they're both going to be difficult games and tight games. Could, could be extra time and penalties, as, as we mentioned before. Who knows? But I think Arsenal should go through against Villa. I do think, we, you know, regardless of what, 11 we put out. I think we should be strong enough to beat them at home. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be tricky. I, I think maybe 2 0. I'm going to go 2 0. And actually, no, 2 1, because Jordan's going to score for Villa, isn't she? <laughs> so we'll, we'll let her have a goal. We'll win 2 1. It'll be happy days. Um, and that'll be nice. And, you know, maybe Spurs to, to beat Chelsea 4 0 or something. You know, Iwabochi scores a hat trick or something <laughs> like that. That'd be nice. And Beth England scores the other one. But I'm sure that won't happen. <laughs> um, but, but we'll see. Um, Herman says there, um, I want to watch an Arsenal ladies practice on YouTube. Uh, when do they usually practice? Well, I mean, every day, won't they? Like, like the, the men do. They'll have training every day. Um, I'm not sure if they have any on anything on YouTube with the, with the girls practicing. Sometimes Arsenal.com has some stuff on, doesn't it? Some footage of training occasionally. So maybe worth checking there out, see if they've got anything up. But they don't do it all the time. Every so often, they'll, they'll throw a few training videos in the ladies, but not very often, actually. They need to do more, I agree, actually, because there's so much more interest now. I think they, that they need to be showing stuff like that more often because more people want to see it. So, um, But, yeah, Arsenal.com sometimes have some stuff on there. Um, so maybe check that out. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, they train every day. So they'll be there. I mean, obviously, um, they would have been training today. They'll, they'll probably train light training tomorrow ahead of the game before travelling down, I would have thought. So... Um, yeah, see if there's anything on the website for you that might show yeah. a little bit. There's, there's a few on there before I've seen. So I'd say more there than YouTube. I don't think YouTube will have much on, but Arsenal.com probably will at some stage. So just definitely have a look there and see um, and see them training. It's, it's always good. It's always good fun, isn't it? So um, anyway, we have. Oh, cool. We've been going for quite a long time tonight, actually. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, you know, a bigger panel, which makes it more, you know, it takes longer to get through. But we, we've got through a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. It's been it's been um, really, really good. I mean, first of all, I want to say thank you to, obviously, to Adriana for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on. Have you enjoyed coming on the show tonight? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I had had a lot of fun today. It's been it's been great. And I say it's, it's really good to hear, you know, different opinions on stuff as well. And it's great to hear. Obviously, you've got quite a lot of insight into women's game and stuff like that, which is great. So always a pleasure. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, Chelsea don't win everything again because it's getting a bit annoying now. And, you know, I'll, give Arsenal a chance. Come on. Let, let us have at least one trophy just for just for <laughs> change. We're sick of coming second all the time. It's just not good. Um, Andreas, again, as always, good to see you. 
yeah. enjoyed the show very much too. And yeah, I think it was very interesting subjects to talk about. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the weekend. And as we always say, the weekend can now uh, really start as our show is done. Yes, the weekend can't start until we finish the show. So we're almost at the weekend now. So, you know, whatever you've been doing all week, you know, it's um, been it's been very cold here in, in the UK. What's the weather been like in Germany, Andreas? Has it been cold there as well? Snow and stuff like that have you had? I think it's snowing in Germany, back, but I'm back in, in London already. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's certainly been cold um, here all week. Mm. We, we've had frost and snow and all kinds of stuff going on. So hopefully the weather picks itself up a bit, it gets a bit warmer because... I'm not a fan of cold weather, I've got to be honest. <laughs> um, but anyway, nothing we can do about it. It's, the weather's what it is. And we have to, it is winter after all, so I suppose we shouldn't be too surprised. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a big weekend coming up, isn't it? You know, for, for Arsenal, hopefully we can get another three points and keep that pressure on Chelsea because I'm, I'm sure they're going to win their game looking at who they've got to play with. Sure, they'll win. So we need to, we need to win our game and, and keep the pressure on and who knows what's going to happen. Matt, as well, good to see you. I know you were out and about earlier, so um, we couldn't see you earlier, but we can see you now. And it is good to see you, as always. Have you enjoyed the show? Yeah, I always enjoy it. And I was looking, I was meant to put in the uh, videos, that I, in the, our vlogs, that on the day of the game, that we had some good news and some bad news. The good news was Carnu signed on, that, um, on the day of the game. The bad news was the first day at uh, North London Derby, in uh, White Hot Lane was a two nil a two one loss. Um, right. So uh, I was looking for another good little uh, little bit of history. Unfortunately, it just it's it's the League Cup loss to uh, Tottenham a couple of years ago that no one wants to hear about because it was the last time they won a trophy. So um, not very good my uh, uh, omens at the moment, but from history, but on the on these sorts of days. But hopefully. Um, in the future, there will be a lot more. It will be on this day, Arsenal women in one X amount of goals and got a WSL record or something like that for how many hat tricks in them in over three minutes or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to the games this week and look, always look forward to talking to you all. And it's nice to see a new face as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Um, good to uh, so good to see you as well, Matt and Amar as well. We can just about see you in the dark again, but good to see you. Have you enjoyed the show? He's a bit late yeah. this week, but we'll let you off because we know you've had a stressful day. No, no, I'll be back with the quiz question next week. And yeah, no, it's been good. It's been difficult, and uh, but no, it's been good to be part of this again. And yeah, I just wanted to say a brief message on my great good friend Kishan, who said who was the most passionate Arsenal supporter you could ever come across. Seeing all the Arsenal flags that I saw today when at the at the ceremony made me really think of him. He was really he really loved Arsenal through and through, and uh, to lose him sadly at a young age is uh, is a great loss. And hopefully we can win something for him this season because he'd have loved to have been there. He went to disappoint them with a the passion, and yeah, that he lost his battle with a congenital heart disease which he had from birth. So yeah, hopefully we can win something for him this season. And uh, wherever he is, I'm sure he'll be watching and so wanting the team to do well. So. Um, so we can do something for him this season, and yeah, and uh, and uh, fingers crossed for it. Yes, indeed. And uh, you know, we did have a little, I put a little thing on at the start of the show. We are dedicating this show, um, to Kishana, of course, um, uh, the show tonight, and obviously, all our thoughts go out to his family and, and friends, everything else. Um, and yeah, let's hope that Arsenal can uh, can get that. It'd be nice, wouldn't it, to get a trophy in the end this season, uh, be fitting. 
uh, a fitted tribute. So yeah, let's let's hope that's the case. But yeah, I say we all thoughts go out to, to the family, of course, um, at this uh, at this uh, time. Um, Terry says uh, a great show tonight, Richard, Andreas, Amar, Matt, and Adriana. You lot are smashing the women's game. Many thanks. Well, we, you know, we, we're trying to do our best with women's game. You know, we we think it deserves more coverage, so we want to do the best that we can. And it's great that you know guys like yourself are tuning in on a regular basis. You know, Herman as well is usually watching us. There's loads more people as well um, in the chat usually for the games as well. So yeah, it's good to you know that. This is getting a lot of support because, you know, women's football deserves people to be paying attention to it. It deserves to be spoken about on platforms like this. And we will continue to do um, as much as we can to promote it in, in the best way that we can. And it's great that um, all you guys are, are supporting it as well and coming along for the ride. And, you know, we've we've built up quite a good little community, haven't we, over the last couple of years. You know, we've, we've met up at games and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, now we've got a new member as well with, with Adriana joining us as well. So hopefully, you know, we, we'll get, uh, we can keep growing our little our little community even further. So that'd be good. And I say, you know, you're welcome to come back any time on the show. Um, I know, obviously, you're in touch with Andreas. It'd be good to have you back any time. It'd be, it'd be a pleasure. Um Terry in the chat there says, Richard, are you doubling up again this Sunday? Yes, I am. And unfortunately, this week, there's no there's no break because Arsenal yeah. uh, play Man United at half past four kickoff. So I'll be doing that game. And then straight after, um, a quarter to seven kickoff is the, the women playing against Brighton. So I've got a double shift, one after the other, four and a half hours of me um, <laughs> watching the games, which will be fun, I'm sure. If you're around and want to watch that, please join us. That's going to be good. Uh, I'll have plenty of uh, tea, plenty of chocolate, plenty of water, <laughs> and we'll get, through, we'll, get, we'll get through it together, won't we? It's a long old shift, but we'll get through it. And hopefully um, it'll be another two Arsenal wins because there's been quite a lot of that recently, this season. It's been, it's been quite a good season, hasn't it? Um, and you never know, we might see a few new signings on Sunday. Obviously, Arsenal men have got uh, have got well two new signings today. One particularly exciting one, uh, we may see him on Sunday. And of course, um, there's um, some new signings for the women who we may well see Sunday as well. So um, that's going to be great, isn't it? So yeah, join us for that if you can. I'll be live about quarter past four, and I'll be probably here until midnight or whatever it is. Where, you know, all the games <laughs> go after the other. So um, I need some coffee to keep me awake and whatever some chocolate. I'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much, of course, to Andreas. Um, to Matt and to Amar, as always, and of course, as well, our special guest tonight, Adriana. Real uh, pleasure to have you on the show. And I say you're welcome back anytime. It'd be great to see you back. Um, thanks for your contributions as well, been really good. Um, and thanks for all you guys for watching. There's uh, been quite a few people watching tonight, which is good. Some great comments as well. Um, so thank you to all you guys. And I say um, I'll be back Sunday. I need to get some sleep and um, you know, keep myself fresh because it's going to be a big shift on Sunday. But if Arsenal win both games, I'll be more than happy to to share it with you. So join me for that if you can. Um, and then next week, uh, we'll have a few more shows on next week. Melvin's back with Highbury Matters on Wednesday. Uh, we're into the George Graham era now, so that's going to be really exciting. So definitely join us for that. Um, the Arsenal reviews on Monday, looking back at the Man United game, looking at uh, the new signings, uh, loads of other stuff going on there as well. So please join us for that on Monday. Uh, I think Steve and Adam will be back with the um, social extra next week as well. So busy, busy stuff. We're back Friday, of course, with the uh, Women's Weekly again, looking back on another busy week. Um, for the women and loads of matches watch alongs Thursday night obviously Aston Villa will be here for that one as well loads going on so um, please give us a like and do subscribe we will see you very soon thanks to Andreas to Adriana to Matt and to Amar it's been a busy show we've enjoyed it it's been great and thank you for all your support and we will see you very soon and of course we always end the same way come on you gunners let's <laughs> do it 
win again this weekend. See you later, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.